everyone, it's Maria here. And on behalf of Simon and I, I'd just like to thank you for checking out our podcast. Before we get into things, I just want to let you know that this is only part of our online mini service. To check out the full service and find out more about Everyone Church, head to our website at everyonechurch.com.au. Hope you can check it out and see the full service. But for now, let's get into the podcast. A few weeks ago, we started sharing around the topic of following Jesus, and we've been doing so through the book of Colossians, which is a little four-chapter letter to a church in Colossae written by the Apostle Paul. And I hope you've been encouraged and challenged. I have been as I've been studying and preparing. And it's just a great little amazing book full of practical wisdom. And I just love it. And we started off by focusing in on the person of Jesus in Colossians chapter 1 and how it's all about who Jesus is according to his word. Not my version of him or current culture's version of him, but who he is, who Jesus is according to his word. And then we focused on Colossians chapter 3 and how we need to set our sights on things above and how our following of Jesus really starts to take place practically in our thought life. And we shared about how there is a battle for the steering wheel of your thought life. Yeah, And then we shared about how we need to allow our new nature, put off our old nature and allow our new nature in Christ to flood our desires, our actions, and our language. All right. And we need to allow our desires, actions, and language to be filled with mercy and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience, to be, have, a, have a Christ-like lifestyle. And before we start wrapping up this series, uh, let's just remind ourselves of the real core scripture of Colossians. And it's in chapter two. It's right in the middle of this four chapter book. It says this in verse six to eight. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world, rather than from Christ. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your lives be built on him. And we've discovered as we've been studying Colossians and sharing around it that it's really talking about following Jesus in our thoughts, desires, actions, and language. So in all that we are, and it starts in our heart. Amen. So today let's jump to chapter four of Colossians. And this is going to be our our, our core scripture today, chapter four, verse two. And so Paul has laid out, this is who Jesus is. Okay. Continue to follow him, set your sights on him, put off your old nature, put on your new nature. And then he starts listing uh, some Uh, life roles like husbands and wives and slaves and masters and all this kind of stuff. And then we get to chapter four and he starts to close his letter and he throws in this one last encouragement. And I love it. It says in chapter four, verse two, devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. The English standard version says it this way, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Prayer. Be devoted in prayer. Be watchful in prayer. Be thankful in prayer. And Paul shares three things in that one verse about 
prayer, and I want to spend some time on each. But first, let's just get back to the basics here so we're all on the same page. And just because it's basic doesn't mean it's easy, right? Uh, and what is prayer? Well, it's talking with God. It's communicating in relationship with Him, uh, both internally, like in my, with my internal voice, but also externally, speaking out loud to Him, of course, is bringing people to Him, bringing our needs to Him in prayer. Uh, it's not just um, something we just do for the for the sake of it. No, it is the core work of what we do as Christians is communicate with Him and talk with Him and have relationship with Him and bring our needs to him and we could do a whole series on prayer like you could you if we were to strive really hard uh, right now we're planning a church work our work like sweat and work to to plant this church but not cover things in prayer and not have a journey in in prayer in communion with him in communication with him it would be worthless in some ways like it, it, we want to live a prayer filled life and walk with Jesus. So uh, I'm not into um, diet sermons and we will uh, eventually in time take some time to share on prayer because it's a, it's a topic that can never be exhausted and it's a topic that we always need to encourage ourselves in and, and, and remind ourselves why prayer is so, so important. But for today, just in general, I think the best thing to do with any um, spiritual discipline or, or topic is to come back first and ask, what did Jesus say about this? And he said a lot of stuff about prayer. Most notably, he, uh, he talks through the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, which is kind of like the foundation of prayer for us as, as believers. And I like starting in, in chapter 6, verse 7, because there's a little reminder in there for us before we get to the Lord's Prayer. It says this, When you pray, don't babble on and on, as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this, Our Father in heaven, May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And this is great because Jesus is giving us a framework by which we can pray. And it's not just an example prayer that we just blurred out, but I believe it's a, it's a framework there. And in verse 9, it starts off with worship and praise. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, May your name be kept holy. In verse 10, it, we're praying for God's will to be done. In verse 11, we're praying for needs, for our needs. In verse 12, we're asking for forgiveness and forgiving others before the Lord. And verse 13, we're asking for protection and help. So I believe this is a great starting point. Uh, and and coming back to like foundational prayer framework for us and wherever you're at in your prayer life, whether you're uh, a gifted in intercession or, or whether you're just starting out and following the Lord, I think that's a great framework for prayer. So with that in mind, Paul encourages the Colossians to devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. So the first part there is devote yourself to prayer. Devote yourself to prayer. It's a discipline. It's continual. It's not always easy. It says in Luke 
18 verse 1, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show them that they should always pray and never give up. Now, what is this story? It's a story of a widow who goes and nags this judge over and over again, and he like doesn't want to give her what she wants, and then she just keeps nagging him and nagging him until eventually he just goes, do you want, you can have what you want. And the purpose of the story is not to uh, say that we just need to nag God because he's unjust and he doesn't want to listen to us. No, no. The purpose of the story is to encourage us that if this widow would get what she wants off this unjust judge who basically didn't want to give her what she wanted and then he eventually did because of her persistence, how much more so our Heavenly Father who is just and is willing and is loving, we should be encouraged and filled with hope to go to him persistently in prayer and not give up because he does listen. Yeah, that's the point of that story. So devotion to a hopeless cause would be very discouraging, but that is not prayer. Prayer is devoting ourselves to our amazing, faithful, ever-hearing Heavenly Father which we should be filled with great encouragement to devote ourselves in prayer. And I think this current lockdown situation is a great example, sadly, of just the the debilitating power of hopelessness. You know, when you can't get clear answers, when you, you know, it seems like every press conference we hear is carrot dangling and, oh, we'll we'll bring freedoms, I don't know when, and blah, blah. You know, it's, it's just like, it can be really disheartening and so hopeless this whole lockdown situation, but that is not what Jesus is like. That is not what he's like. He gives us sure hope. He gives us clear hope. And prayer is an action of hope. It's communication in hope, communication in trust, communication in dependence on God. And it is at the core of our relationship and following of Jesus. Our following of Jesus should be flooded with prayer. Flooded with prayer. It just should be like, man, praying continually. We, we're just in constant communication with him because we can and because we are by God's grace, allowed to communicate, and because he's accessible. Amen. How amazing is that? We focus our thoughts, our words, internally and externally on prayer, continual prayer. It says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. He hears us He hears us when we pray. So that should encourage us to be devoted to prayer because he hears us. You know, my lack of devotion to prayer is an alarming indicator of my lack of dependence on God. I'm going to say that one again. My lack of devotion to prayer is an alarming indicator of my lack of dependence on God. God and I depend on him. You depend on him. We need him. We must be devoted to prayer. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 5 17 says, never stop praying. It's that simple. Never stop praying, right? And for some of us, our natural inclination is to never stop complaining or never stop worrying or never stop scrolling. 
uh, that right there, those type of things are a revealer of character. Uh, that if your first response is to complain or worry or, or, or vent about it on social media, like how, how sad is it that we would first vent about it publicly to an audience of who knows who on Facebook and Instagram and not take it to our Heavenly Father. Come on, that, that's like scary bad, right? So no, let's flip those things into prayers. Let's flip worry into worship, complaining into conversation. Let's flip scrolling into, I couldn't think of a good rhyme, so you can come up with one. Flip scrolling into, I don't know, put it in the chat or something. Scrolling into strolling, I, I don't know. But prayers of dependence, prayers of trust, prayers of gratitude, amen. Devote yourself to prayer. And note that it says, devote yourself. I can't devote you to prayer. I can certainly pray for you, and I do pray for you, uh, but I can't devote you to prayer. You need to devote yourself. You know, your your husband can't devote you to prayer. Your wife can't devote you to prayer. Your parents can't. Your pastors can't. You must devote yourself to prayer. And it shouldn't be something that, oh, I've got to devote myself. No, it should be like, I can devote myself to prayer because God is so good. Amen. So devote yourself to prayer. Number two is be watchful in prayer. Devote yourself to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. The ESV says be watchful or be alert in prayer. Uh, the, Jesus, when going just before he's, he's about to be betrayed and, and, and taken to the cross, he goes to the garden of Gethsemane and he takes his a uh, few of his disciples with him. He takes Peter, James, and John. And he says, hey, come with me. We're going to pray. And he prays. And as he's praying, the disciples fall asleep. And Jesus comes back to them. And in Matthew 26, verse 41, he says, keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation for the spirit is willing but the body is weak. And guess what? They fell asleep three times in total. Jesus was praying, sweating blood in devoted prayer, and they're falling asleep, right? And if, if these disciples who were in the physical presence of Jesus after years of following him and seeing miracles and, and everything were struggling to stay awake and alert in prayer, of course, it means it's going to be hard for us to do today also. And so what does it mean to be watchful in prayer? Well, that it's literally translated to stay awake. Stay awake. Well, awake to what? Awake to the fact that through God's work of grace, you have open communication with God. Uh, awake to the fact that he is listening. Awake to the fact that he does intervene, that he is our hope, that he is our source, our life, and our purpose. This is like sacred stuff to be able to communicate with God. Stay awake. Following Jesus is not a sleepwalk. If I was to um, have uh, like a really lame pastor's like... Um, Instagram account with pictures of me preaching. That would be my, my quote for today. Following Jesus is not a sleepwalk. And we are alive in him. So our prayer life should be alive, active, awake in him. And your when your prayer life is alive and active and awake, prayer is not your last resort. 
It's your first response. Amen. Uh, on my phone, I have this, uh, you probably have it too on your, I don't know whether you're Android or but on the iPhone, I have do not disturb mode. And what do not disturb mode is, is I switch it on. And what that means is when it's switched on, the only time my phone will ring or notify me of a message is if it's from someone who's in my favorites list. Okay. So, you know, it's very helpful for filtering out those like annoying spam text messages we've all been getting a lot the last few weeks. You have a voice message. You have a parcel. Click this link. You have money. You won a prize. It's like, man, where are they getting my number from? But the point is, is we all have the ability to set boundaries in our life. And there's things that we don't have on our favorites list in life, not just on our phone. I'm talking about life here. And there's things that we do have on our favorites list. And unfortunately, for some of us, we don't have the things of God high enough priority in our life. And is prayer on your favorites list? When you switch everything else off in your life, when you get home from work, when you when you just when you're having just veg out time, I hope you're not switching off prayer and the things of God. No, that needs to be core of who we are. Amen. We need to prioritize prayer. We need to be watchful in prayer. You can't be watchful of something that is buried in distractions. So be devoted in prayer. Be watchful in prayer. And lastly, it says be thankful in prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Gratitude. Gratitude. We mentioned the Lord's Prayer earlier. It starts off with our Father in heaven, may your name be holy. It starts with worship and gratitude. Gratitude is the antidote for grumpiness. And we read earlier in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, it says, never stop praying. But then in verse 18, it says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Our following of Jesus should be flooded with prayer and flavored with thankfulness. Man, I challenge you to start each day this week. If you've been struggling through this lockdown season of just being grumpy and just annoyed, and I know it's easy because lockdown is annoying, but I challenge you this week to start listing before the Lord in prayer everything that you're thankful for. Lord, I'm thankful for your grace, for breath in my lungs, for a bed to sleep on, for my wife and kids. Yes, even my kids who sometimes keep me awake at night. I'm thankful for them, for water to drink, for a voice that I can worship you with, uh, for your word, for for a church that I can be a part of, even though we're separated physically, um, for amazing pastors Well, I just threw that one in there. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20, it says, And give thanks for everything to God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks for everything. You know, gratitude adjusts my attitude. You'll never find a grumpy and grateful person. It's like, I'm so, I'm just so grumpy about these kids that I'm so grateful for. Or I'm just so grumpy about this house that I'm so grateful. It just doesn't fit, right? It's just impossible to have those two things together. And everyone, listen, we need to be thankful and grateful for everything. So be devoted in prayer. 
Be watchful in prayer and be thankful in prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Amen. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our series on Colossians. And there's so much more we could say. We could uh, spend months and months in Colossians. But we've you know touched on, on, on a number of things that I hope have encouraged you and stretched you and, and just helped you follow Jesus closer. Maybe you're watching today and you have not started following Jesus. Well, I just want to invite you to follow him. You know, when we follow Jesus, a few things happen. One is our past is forgiven. Our sins are forgiven. When we come to him, he covers us with grace by the work he did on the cross. He forgives our sin regardless of what we've done. You're forgiven. And number two is, is we start a friendship with him, which we've been talking about today. We can, we can walk with him day by day, talk with him day by day. And being a Christian is not about um, going to church and all this religious type stuff. No, it's about a relationship with God. And you can only have that because your sin, that thing that has been separating you and him, your sin has been taken away by God's grace. And then the third thing that happens is you, because of what God has done, can enter heaven one day. Not because of how good you've been. No, it's because of how good God has been to you. That all of us, anybody who's a Christian is going to enter eternal life one day because of what Jesus did on the cross. Not because of how great or awesome we've been. No, no, it's it's because of his grace. And this is this is why we follow him because he loves us so much and that is amazing amazing stuff so if you want to start that journey i want to pray with you today i'm going to pray this prayer out loud and i want you to say it the words are going to come up on the screen i want you to say it to him in your heart or out loud pray this prayer as i pray with you dear jesus i pray to you today and i ask you to forgive my sin i give my heart to you i believe in you i believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again, and today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day to be with you forever. Help me on this journey of following you. Amen. Well, if you said that prayer, head to our website. Let us know. Even if you're not in our area, we'd love to send you a Bible and help you on that journey. There's a tick box that says, I've decided to follow Jesus. Let us know about that. Next week, we have Everyone Sunday, and I can't wait to just brag on God and report on what we've, by God's grace, have been able to do in the nation of Burundi and also announce something really exciting that we're planning to do in the future. Um, so join us next week. Bit of a bit of a teaser there. And I hope you have an awesome week, everyone. Church, bless you.